Hey, coming up today on the Sidewalk Crew, got a really great, fun guest for y'all. Um, this good friend of mine in the comedy community, um, wonderful guy. Uh, we're going to talk to him, uh, going to talk shop about what's kind of going on in the local scene right now, and uh, maybe touch on some of the stuff that he's doing with the podcast that he's involved in with, and uh, the creative things that he gets in touch with. So uh, that's all coming up today on the Sidewalk Crew. You're definitely going to want to stick around for this one, boys. What's up, everybody? Uh, sorry for a couple weeks off. Had some uh, things going on in life, as we do. But, you know, just as I like to say, we're back and we're better than ever, baby. So today on the Sidewalk Crew, very, uh, very special guest, very good friend of mine. He, uh, You can catch him on stage at the Idiot Box, on stage at many local comedy venues. And he also does a lot of work at one of my favorite podcasts, The Creative Businessman. Seth Payne, everybody. Give it up for Seth. Yay! Yay! Thank you for all coming here. This is packed. We're in Tony's house. It is shoulder to shoulder. So many people are here. They're going nuts for me. I, you know, the sad thing is, is like five years ago, you'd have probably said that and we'd have had to shut people the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but, and dear listener, if uh, you've never met or seen Tony in real life, uh, he is a fraud. He has no tattoos. <laughs> he has never seen an anime. There's a bunch of crucifixes on the wall. He's uh, just a... Just a just a real straight edge guy. Oh fuck! I've been outed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, at one point in life, shockingly, and uh, one day I'll get my comedy to that point. Like I actually used to be really, really church involved. I was a really? I was a youth director in a church at no one point. No way! Uh, shit, you not read? I taught at the daycare at the church. I was one of the senior staff at the daycare at the church. Wow, dude! I used to I used to help out and watch kids at church too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was cool. Like it was at the air freshener. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> lock the door. Then, just, um, <laughs> I was like, this looks like a nice neighborhood. <laughs> it it appears that way. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, for me, it wasn't so much about like I like the thought of like like before it, it was before like I had the veil pulled back on me mm-hmm. on that kind of early, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's like. It's weird for me to talk about it now because it's like I don't – there's just like uh, – there's a comedian named Chris Porter who said he doesn't talk about politics or religion on stage mm-hmm. because you can't change somebody's opinions over dinner. Oh, which, no. With you most, already have your beliefs. Yeah, and with most comedy specials being an hour, that, that was a line that always stuck out to me. Yeah. You know, and um, I was just like, you know, that's cool. And, uh, you know, I had the veil pulled back on me real young. But it, for me, it wasn't so much the religion. It was like – I like the thought of maybe, you know, something I'll say to one of these kids sticks mm-hmm. or, like, steers them in the right direction. Um, and uh, I saw a couple of them after I'd gotten out oh, of no rehab. Way. Yeah. And uh, one of them one of them's doing really well, and the other one had just gotten out of rehab himself, which, oh, yeah. which kind of bothered me because I was, you know, like 16, 17 interacting with these kids. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you had to get into a young... Kindergarten when you were... Children. Children, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, 
hearing that one of them was getting out of rehab was great but hearing that the other one he lives in like georgia now oh, wow. uh he he he'd come up for like an event that they were having because the church is still there i mean it was uh gospel baptist on church street and i was i was really involved i still the pastor out there paul Lutchell. he's a great guy oh, yeah. um nothing i have nothing against any of the people out there it's just uh, i am what's a good way to say it um to sum up my beliefs in, in one phrase that makes both liberals and conservatives cringe. I believe that That's two, the goal, yeah, right? <laughs> I believe that two gay men have the right to defend their adopted family and marijuana plants with guns. There you go. Yeah. So that I guess we're, make... we're surrounded by a bunch of bigots. Nobody in here is clapping for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, read the room, Tony. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't downloaded canned laughter yet. We'll get there when we get more. When we get more public, when they put laughter in cans, I'll be Dave. I'm Chappelle. there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Um. So um, it's uh, it's been a pleasure, um, watching you. Which being a young comic myself, yeah. Um, it's super super young comic, baby. It's been a pleasure getting to see you uh, progress the way that you do. I have Thanks, to say man. the. Uh, uh, joke about Jeopardy is one of my favorite things I hear you oh, do. Oh, thank you so much. Like I it's, just, I, I love it. I love it so much. Like it's, it's almost everybody has a joke that every time they tell, like I'll uh, who I don't give a fuck who I'm sitting next to if they've heard you say it a million times. Well, I'll be like, I fucking love this shit. <laughs> like every time. I appreciate that. I love that, dude. And it's everybody's got great ones, but it's like it's from the first time I remember seeing you get up on stage to now, it's just like you walked out with just like. This horse cock energy. It's just fucking. I. That's all a ruse. <laughs> well, it it was it was just because it was just like you just when 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 somebody told me I was like yo how long has that guy been doing comedy and they're like you know I think it's like the second or third time he's been here and I'm like you're full of shit like there's no way because you were just so like you were so animated and everything and it like yeah. for me like it took me a year and a half to figure out how to not huh, do you. What's the deal with just, yeah, airline? Just kind of be silly. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. To try, and it took me forever to get to that point. Yeah, um, and I'm still finding out who I am. You know, oh, yeah. as, as far yeah, as on yeah. stage goes. But it's like I love seeing like guys that take to it naturally. Just like a, uh, just like Antonio. The first couple times I saw Antonio, I was like, I fuck with this guy. Yeah, um, I love Antonio. I'm in the UC. I'm in with uh, him and UCC tonight. Oh yeah. man, see that's and that's one of the things. Is this your first UCC? Yes, dude. So first of all, um, as with a lot of the guests on this show. Um, we're idiot box comics. Uh, best scene, uh, in my opinion, in North Carolina. Best scene. Uh, we're not biased on the at East all. Coast. Not biased at all. <laughs> but it's just it's it's the culture that's cultivated there. And it, it, what I'm about to say sounds weird, or is going to sound weird to people who don't get it. But like there, it's so it's a community. It's a contest between a community of people. But there's going to be a group of comics at this contest that even as they get eliminated are going to go to other shows in this contest mm-hmm. because they want to see the other people that yeah. they're with I'm excited go further to see in this everyone. contest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, on a, I'm in a group with Byron Johnson. I've never never met him, but Byron's I hear incredible. he's hilarious. Byron's insane. So I'm very excited. Dude. Very excited. I, I mean, I, to be in the same group as him, I'm totally swinging above my weight class, <laughs> but uh, it'll be exciting to see him. I've heard great things about him, so that'll be cool. Dude, I, uh, I remember my first... So my first year... Uh, August will be three years for me. Yeah. And then my first year, I was like on for like six weeks and then I jumped right into UCC. Oh, wow. And I ate the biggest dick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it 
it was like and, in front of your friends and family and loved ones. Well, no, 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 no. Fortunately for me, like nobody loved me enough to come out oh. for the show. So, <laughs> fortunately, yeah. But then uh, last time we had it last year, which is when they did, I think the first time they did stream viewing. Oh um, yeah, I made it through the second round. There you go. Hell and yeah. it was just. Um, you know, just from there, and then like just the group of people watching, because uh, uh, um, EJ Masacampo came out of the group that I was in last go round, and EJ's oh, wow. yeah, just he's great. yeah, and uh, I was looking at it this go round, and my original group before things got changed, I had like Neil, I think uh, I think Jordan, um, and um, Dehaj. Well, and those are all, all people we, you started with, right? Well, well, so you my well, they're. Your class, I guess. No, so I think uh, as, and I've had this conversation before. I think the class that I'm in with the idiot box mm. comes from like when you get comfortable. So if oh, I had to okay. consider my class, like I think uh, like my seniors, I believe, or my my, I don't want to say superiors because I don't think they'd appreciate being called superiors. But my upperclassmen, if you mm-hmm. will, yeah. are guys like Dehaj and uh, Jermaine Colando, um, J.D. Etheridge, David Goolsby, David Decaro. Yeah. Um, I think that those would be like my seniors. I consider my been class, there, like veterans of the box. Yeah, I, guess I, I consider my class to be guys like uh, like me, you, Antonio Washington, yeah. uh, Eric Brown, um, Juice Adkins. Even though Juice is Juice is kind of like a transfer that transferred out and transferred in because yeah. well he was he was <laughs> a jolly older. fellow. That's how Eric described. <laughs> yeah, well, he, and he was at one of the old idiot boxes. You know, like he used oh, to yeah. do improv like six years ago. So and then he. I, I'm not sure the full story there, so I'm not going to tell it. I'll have him on eventually, and I'll let him tell it. He's actually in the room with us right now. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> He's been... Come on, speak up. Well, you know, originally... <laughs> oh, is he Mickey Mouse? <laughs> 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 when I got into comedy... <laughs> I just, that's, that's, there's a few... Now we're going to get taken down off Spotify. Yeah, fuck that, man. Using. If Rogan can play... Other people's songs. That's true. He is Joe Rogan. I'll be for. I just, I'm. Hey, we're, we're all comics. Joe Rogan on Disney Plus. They're going to take. We're, <laughs> we're all comics. We're all comics. So we get to share. And that is that is one thing that that I didn't. So like like I said, bringing up my club like Dakota and guys like that. I yeah. consider us all in the same. Like that. This is the group of guys I want to write with. Like I want to yeah. throw like all of us into like writers' rooms and like do sitcoms and mm-hmm. sketches and everything because I think like. I think everybody together is brilliant. Yeah, of course. The, and like, it's it's so cool to see like guys come from like other ends and like other scenes. Like uh, Joe, like Joe used to do comedy in Chicago. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. T- I remember the first time I met him, he was like, "Yeah, I was in Chicago." I was like, Whoa! <laughs> and he talks about coming down here, and he was like, "Oh, everybody down here is fucking fire." You yeah. Know? Like, which, like, I don't think I'm fire. Like, I think I might spark a little bit. I think it's well. We, what you were saying, whenever like I went up and I had uh, the confidence, I think it was just. I I went there and watched it first and I saw everyone was having fun uh people were being silly and people were uh not to sound cheesy but like they were inclusive like they were just like hey man I like this or if they didn't like something they just didn't say anything and it was like just I think I got lucky finding uh, a group like that where I could be I think it was like timing and just the right people and I think uh, a lot of other comedians who have been here for a while, they're saying, like, silly is kind of coming back, I guess. Like, you know, it was a lot of times, especially whenever I would listen to comedy, it was like, eh, I fucking hate everything, you know, kind of that kind of thing, like, whatever. But then it's like, now it's, like, sillier, and I feel like I've always been kind of that. Like, I'm not an edgy guy, like, at all. Like, I'm just not. Well, yeah, but you don't have to to be an edgy guy to do it in this, because, like, uh, if... 
if John Mulaney can have the career that John Mulaney yeah. had doing, there's no name two edgy John Mulaney jokes that are truly edgy and not just silly. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think he said something about the Queen one time, but I think he was on cocaine then. Which, I, sadly enough, I think him on Seth Meyers when he's wearing the sunglasses and the trench coat is the funniest. I think I've seen him very sad after like he had to go to rehab and everything. But I mean, still pretty. Funny. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like silly's a thing, and you can be silly, you yeah. know, if you own it. Um, I remember the first two people to talk to me were, uh, aside from Jenny, um, were JD and Dusty Cagle. Yeah, Dusty's and, uh, great. Yeah, Dusty was they, one for me, too. They both had really similar advice. Uh, and uh, it was the effect of it was like, hey, people aren't laughing at you because you're not funny. People aren't laughing at you because you vomit out five minutes of comedy in two minutes. Mm. Like, yeah, that's a big one. You run through all your shit, and it's yeah. like... So they'd be like, the slow the fuck down. And I can't remember if it was JD or Jenny that told me first. It was like... <laughs> you're telling stories about other people. Nobody knows who these other people are. Nobody gives a fuck about who yeah. they are. Like, you, if you can't connect with this audience, you're never going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, this year I've been on a paid gig once a month, every month. Um, oh, yeah, in some facet or form. So, yeah. like, it's... The math works, you know, and it's... I, I like uh, what a lot of the... Uh, what a lot of the, as I'll refer to as old heads say... Like, if it's not funny, we don't laugh. Yeah. And, and that's true. It's nothing true. personal, I guess. It's, right? it's nothing personal. But, like, you don't have to be in a room full of people who are going to tell you, yo, that sucks. Yeah. It's going to be like, people might not laugh at it, but then, like, after the show, if you were to look at them and be like, like, <clears throat> I've always got a notebook on me. It shows. If I hear something that somebody did that wasn't funny, as somebody who likes to write as well, or something I perceive as not funny because just because I don't think it's funny doesn't mean it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Everybody's like, got different uh, yeah. sensibilities. Well, I'll, I'll try to write something for it. And then, like, if that person will say, like, somewhere in here, I've got a notebook of nothing but tags that I've written for everybody. Yeah. And, like, half of them will never see the light of day because I'm not going to just. Tags are hard. <laughs> well, it's not just that. I don't want to step on. I don't want to look at any. Some people uh, might take it the wrong yeah, way. Just yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to. You do better than me. Like <laughs> I, I won't say his name uh, because of the situation. I don't think it's fair, and I haven't had him on the show yet. Oh. But there was a, there was a comedian who came back and visited. Who uh, I got to go see a show with somebody down in Raleigh. I think you might have been at said show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it uh, at, yeah, yeah. Uh, redacted and redacted? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at, yeah. At, at the place and the thing with the guy. Yeah, and you know he told us a story about how he tried to give him a tag, and he said it just. Were, did you hear him say that? Uh, yeah, I might have been there. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, was just right like, he was just like, yeah, I went to, you know, I thought it worked like this, and he was just like, no, nah, that just doesn't flow with the rest of the way of the joke. Like that's that's my fear. Yeah. But on the same go round, like the cool thing about the community here is, I think if someone were to ask, would be like, well, actually, I think. Like, um, you know, some Wednesdays, Jenny will do what she calls a writer's mic. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. I know a couple of those. I, I, love, I love the writer's mics because I'll sit in the room and the moment we're done, mm-hmm. like, anybody who walks over, I'm like, yo, here's notes. Because that's the one time where it's like, you came to a mic to get notes. Here's all the notes I can yeah. give you. And it's people who have heard you, like, uh, a, a lot of comics will say, oh, you get to know people at open mics quicker than you mm-hmm. would maybe just regular friends in normal life because I mean you're bearing your soul <laughs> I have on stage every night or at least two three times in a week and then it's like you get to know this person and then you can kind of give them notes in their voice so it's kind of like yeah whatever you know so well and I mean I I've got I've got like five friends that aren't comics yeah <laughs> literally everyone I know in Greensboro yeah. I don't. <laughs> and everybody else I hang out with is comics is because like 
I've come to find out, like, Sans my wife, obviously. Um, I've come to find that, like, I'll be, like, and my little brother's cool with it. Or my, I call him my little brother. He's my best friend. He's yeah, cool yeah. with it. He, yeah, I work with him making picture frames now. And um, we'll be out somewhere, and he'll see me, like, pull out a notebook and write stuff down. Yeah. And he'll ask because he's, and if you if you were to ask him, you know, five years ago, you know, he's like, yeah, I like comedy, but I'm not going to sit down and watch specials. Mm-hmm. But... Every time I write something down, he's always like, well, what'd you write? Well, why do you think it's funny? And then to have a complete outsider's perspective on it who's not vested in trying to make something funny. Yeah. Like, I know if I can... And he's not somebody like... If you make him audibly laugh... um, uh, way. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just... It's not that he's a hard nut to crack, but like if it's if he laughs at it, it's fucking funny. It's good, yeah. Usually. Like... Uh, people just... I think a lot of people have naturally an ear for it. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, like, there, there's stuff that I'll do where I've told him the joke, and he's been like, maybe not that way. Yeah. And then I'll go run it in a mic, and it won't get a laugh, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And then I'll tweak it a little bit, and I'll say it, and he'll be like, that was better. Yeah, and then and I'll get a check. It's good to have someone who's not, uh, like, in it, and sometimes I feel like... Me, personally, I can get bogged down in the science of it, I guess. Like, you know, like, oh, you do this, 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 and that. And then it's just like, dude, just relax. Like, you know, like some people are, you know, some people give advice and it's well-meaning and really great. And then, like, in my head, I, I think about it too much. I'm like, that's not what I meant. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't get caught up in the, the, the little details and like, oh, if I do it this way, that way, then say this one syllable this way. It's like, dude, just take your time, relax, and and make funny people laugh, make other people laugh. So. Well, and I mean, it, ta- it takes time because, you know, three years in, I could, you could ask me to do Tim right now and I'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I've probably actually got, like, material that I could do. Mm-hmm. I've probably got half an hour. But yeah. I know 10 of it's funny. Yeah, and then it's just... <laughs> I know 10 of it's funny. Yeah, you know I got saying? like eight that I'm like, cool. I can do this anytime. And then the rest of it is like, I don't know, man, yeah. no work on this. Yeah. Well, put a pin in that there. Yeah, there. yeah. And I'm coming up on my one year in July, so I'm hoping. Hell know, yeah. I, I mean, I did 12 that one that we were on a show together. I did 12. That was the most I'd ever done. And that was that was good. Yeah, thanks, man. And I think I was supposed to do 15 or 14 or something, but I got the 12 and I was just like, oh, that's it. <laughs> well, and the cool thing about that was uh, Shady Side. Yes. Yeah. And the cool Fun thing place. about that show is, yeah, great place. It looks like if Cracker Barrel fucked a head shop like, yes very much so and it's like in the middle of not a place it's like in the middle of mayberry though like it's just yeah. like why is this here yeah it's like you know oh, we've got a wreath store we've got a mailbox is this a liquor bar yeah like, and it's like there's the boy scouts building right there there's the ywca there's like a bi it's like a bible study building which it, it's a building specifically for bible study not just a church and then a bar that sometimes does comedy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that show, it's... I've done that one twice now. Yeah. And it's... It's one of the few bar shows that I've done where I was just like, you know, this is a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a good time. It's just a bunch of good old boys. Yeah. As they say. <laughs> God, that one dude, I can't think of his name, and they told me he smoked pot the last Built like a refrigerator. So yes. Big. Fucking... Man, like he had the duck to get through. He looked like a James Bond like side uh, side villain. Yeah. <laughs> he was like Odd Jobs right hand man, big boy. Or yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like that. Jesus. And then they told me he played football. Yeah. Like he was my favorite laugh there. <laughs> <laughs> Hardy, like the walls would shake. That guy was great. Yeah, but that's because he was built like a fucking. Jeez, like I don't even. I've never wanted to hitch a plow to a human. 
But I feel like he could get it done. You are, you know it's like how you immediately go to manual labor, like slavery with this. I, he could, he could plow a field. I mean, the dude looks like, like literally, the guy's <laughs> built like Mongo getting yeah, ready. Yeah, like, Mongo fucking... don't know. Mingo, <laughs> Mongo pawn in Game of Life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fucking Mel Brooks. Big That's guy. so good. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest. Oh, man. Um, I think he... <laughs> I made a LinkedIn whenever I was looking for jobs, and I had a Mel Brooks quote. Didn't get any jobs on LinkedIn, but <laughs> that was, like, the quote I had on there. I think LinkedIn and uh, Discord are the only two that I've been permanently banned from. You've been banned from LinkedIn? I've uh, banned from LinkedIn. Why? <laughs> so... Contrary to popular belief, I'm kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm the nicest guy. But, like, if you piss me off to to a certain extent, I'm going to stick to you my We're guns. getting in fights on LinkedIn. Like, well, it was so... It was, it, was, it was a group of people who, like, ran all these different shops. Yeah. Like, automotive shops. And, like, I'd been a mechanic for a couple of the guys. And I was doing my own thing. And... Mechanic beef sounds rough. I would not want to be involved in a dude, mechanic... Sh- uh, it's it's just like war. this one guy and it wasn't even a turf war thing it was this one guy who just said no I'm better at doing something and I was mm. like you've never done this yeah. like you physically have never done this you can hire mechanics who do this but you've never he said he was a fantastic short block motor builder and I was like your shop builds good short block motors you've never built a motor yeah which turned into a whole thing and then I kind of told him to go fuck his mother like and, and that's it can escalate talking about motors and then going to <laughs> well and then it went from that to like you know like uh, your sister's a whore um it just progressively worse from there Whoa. and i got flagged i got reported then a couple other guys jumped on and i was like why don't you all do the world a favor and jim jones yourselves and then my profile stopped working Free speech. They're trying to silence you. It was it was it was a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm you should not have done that. Yeah. Well, and then Discord. Discord was no better. It was uh, it, it was a uh, it was a group of like uh, artists and like anime people and like manga yeah. people. And somebody said something to a younger person on there, Uh-oh. and I was like, "Hey, man, you know this is a teenager." You know, you're a grown-ass adult. Why don't yeah. you go fuck off somewhere? Why don't you go and, build a motor? Yeah, you know, and they're just all like, you know, raza, raza, raza. And I may or may not have told him in so many kind words that, you know, he had uh, several learning disabilities. Mm, and this was on Discord. This was on Discord. Okay. And uh, I got kicked off that server first. And then I made another server to talk shit about same said person. Okay. And then that server got shut down with a warning that says, we will kick you off Discord. And I was like, Discord's not a real person. Discord can't ban me. Yeah. So I started another server where I started bashing that guy, the rights. other account, and Discord all in the same round. And now I can't just, I just can't log into Discord. Can't get on Discord. No. Mm. Like, I can get on right now. I could download the app on my phone but right now. But then they burst through the door. No, it's just, you, <laughs> you can take my login and it'll say improper username. But every time I try uh, okay. to log in, I get get an email that says someone attempted to log into your account. Yeah. Like, they were just like, no. Like, You're on a watch list. <laughs> probably. I did check out the Anarchist Cookbook one time in, in high school, which apparently, like, nobody told me. It was like, just go to the library and read it. You yeah. know, like, like nobody said that, that was the thing. Oh, I checked it out, walked out proudly. I remember returning it that one day in the library and looked at me and was like, hey, man, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, this is, it was literally for research. Like, yeah. And not research on how to blow shit up. Like, I was... We were talking... Just how to make friends. Well, we were talking about... <laughs> anarchists. Um, yeah. Anarchists need friends, too. We do. We all need people. No, it was... um. 
we were we were doing a school project and it was like uh there was a there was a big thing about like change of concealed carry laws yeah and we had a very progressive uh ap us history teacher mm -hmm. and he said that he wanted a and he gave us a month to do it which was a really cool project and he uh he said he wanted us to sit down and he put us in like threes yeah and wanted us to analyze different stances on it and he used like there's there's a crazy video online about like how easily weapons are concealable and there's this dude who's like wearing a trench coat and he pulls out like 16 knives 14 guns an assault rifle and a bunch of shit. but it's like no but the thing that they don't show him is they don't show him walk into the room yeah like, he's got like what, a peg leg yeah like what fucking toy soldier stance did you have to do to walk into the room with all that hardware yeah yes you can conceal that much on you but it's not logical. If you stand still and don't yeah, move. <laughs> if you don't move. Like, it's like a bunch of kids in a trench coat. Like, if, if you see someone in a tall trench coat and they're weebling and wobbling, like... At the bending, middle, it's yeah. A, that's, that's a bunch of kids. Yeah, that's a bunch of... That's, that's five dwarves in a, in a trench coat. Yeah. It's five Ryan Benders. You can't see this R-rated movie. Give me your shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh, I checked it out for that, and it was just... There were, like... There were chapters in the book that was on weapon concealment. Yeah. Like, I gave a damn about napalm, because that's just styrofoam and gasoline in a bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't care about how to make a pipe bomb, because, you know, like, my mom's family's from the mountains of North Carolina. That's fucking M80s. We've got those. Yeah. Like, those are pre-made. You just strain a bunch together and make a longer fuse. Fucking... Country boy can survive. Yes. Yes, he can. I think that's in the song. It is. I'm, actually, <laughs> we can I think that's in the We can make a pipe bomb in <laughs> a country boy. Yeah, that's it. You can make a pipe we bomb. We can overthrow an oppressive government in a country... Yeah, that's in it, too. Well, I guess at that point the song lied because they tried and failed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> On January 6th, we... <laughs> if you play it backwards, that's what happened. <laughs> On the 6th of January, <laughs> when the Cheeto tells us to attack, we will... Build the blood of the innocent. No, I don't fucking know. Um, steal, steal Nancy Pelosi's mail. <laughs> Dude, I. Mm, so. My favorite video from that is whenever they're they're outside and a guy walks out and he says, "Man, we've been in there. They ain't, there ain't nothing going on. We've been in there about five minutes. Ain't nothing going on." He just walked out of a senator's office <laughs> My, casually. The, the thing that got me and that just boggled my mind: they stormed the Capitol. Like, kicked through the front doors. Mm -hmm. They stayed inside the roped-off areas when they got inside. <laughs> like, did, did anybody else they're not notice it? People. Like, they walk through the like they're in the basilicas. Like they're walking through the little ropes. They are not sheeple. Yeah. But then they get <laughs> then they get to the Senate building and they're like trashing people's shit and taking people's stuff. And they're like, nobody's gonna see that we did this. And I'm like, how the fuck do you think we watch it on C-SPAN? You yeah. jackass. <laughs> Nobody could see anything from this. They're taking pictures with the podium, and then you've got fucking. Bison wizard or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, that guy uh, that had the yeah. You know he's like a, a extremely vegan or something. They had to get him a specific diet whenever he was locked up. Yeah, like mm. so. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm serious. What? The guy who like would Does look he like he would push like the alpha sigma male grind set like that. Like he eats raw meat. No, he's vegan. He eats like mushroom patties and I, stuff. I didn't. That's 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 not shocking to find out. <laughs> but I didn't. Speak. I mean, do your thing. Nothing against vegans, but it's just like he. You did not expect it. From him. No, no. Speaking of that, I did not know what sigma males were mm. until like two months ago. Because they made it up. Then it's made. Up. And and let me tell you, that is that is the most hilarious. Like. I'm going to have an hour-long special on that just alone because it was like somebody told me they were like, you know, Sigma males. And I'm like, what's a Sigma male? <laughs> you <Yeah, man?"> know. <laughs> and they're like, you don't know what Sigma males are? And I'm like, no, I fucking, like, I, I smoke pot and hang out with my wife. I'm like a regular a typical person. beta. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That'd be like, 
don't know, I'm just a dude playing a dude dressed as another dude, man. Yeah. But fucking, so they put on this, like, video that was, like, Sigma male affirmations, mm-hmm. and it was like, I am a leader, but I stand alone. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, I bottle my emotions up and scream at certain things. It's like, you can be, it's all made up. It's I, silly. I couldn't. Wake up at three in the morning. I I jar my piss or like just weird stuff. I jar like, my piss. Basically American Psycho stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> I was just like, this is a group full of people. And then my buddy's like, well, they're all incels. They're guys that have decided that they're just so desirable that no woman wants them. And That's I was like, it. who told them this? Yeah. Like I was like, did their mothers tell them this? And they're like, oh, I'm pretty sure their mothers hate them. And I'm like, well, <laughs> they fucking need Prozac. Is what the fuck they need? <laughs> like something. Like I've never seen like I'm. Get into, get into, like, cheese making or something. Some, like, get a hobby like that. Philately or whatever it is that... Yeah. Philately. That's stamp collecting? I feel like that's the word for stamp collecting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Fucking... She let me hit because I collect stamps. I mean, like... It's... It, yeah! <laughs> I'm sure there's some... I'm sure there's some stamp sluts out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Stamp sluts. <laughs> is that a 29 some queen? of the licks. Are you a licker or are you a... Are stamp? you... Are you a peeling stick? Yeah. <laughs> Return to sender, you know. There's a lot of, uh, it's like uh, BDSM stuff. Like, you could have a lot of stuff like that. The culture, you know. Never have I ever at a kink party seen somebody was like, who's down for stamps? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it'd like, like uh, it'd be like uh, uh, euphemisms, you know. Like, maybe maybe like an LSD stamp, but that's. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, those down are the, Down the clown, you know, you have like little acronyms like that. <laughs> down the clown. Ugh. Sounds like something that happens at a juggalo attraction. Juggalos, they're they're an interesting folk. They were. I do like Fago. I I can't drink it anymore. Were you are you a, a former? No, diabetic. But you know. oh <laughs> no, I um, forgot about that. I listened to yeah, most people do because <laughs> uh, I manage it so well. Um, if, another thing, listeners, uh, Tony, I am bigger than Tony. Tony, I can fit Tony in my pocket if you haven't met him before it's all a ruse I'm animating this entire show I don't give a fuck how long it takes like I'm gonna put this out tomorrow and then I'm gonna animate it's gonna take me six months yeah when I when I first walked in I picked Tony up like a small child and spun him around I said daddy yeah <laughs> I did the I did the dirty dancing thing where I lifted you above me oh for those of you who actually know who we are like um please park your cars for the rest of this podcast don't it's die not physically <laughs> possible Jesus Christ <laughs> um I think what were we talking about? Stamps? Oh, no, sta- no, uh, Sigma's. We got yes. off on a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had, I had a, I had a, I had a recourse for this, and I was going into it because I had. Oh, yeah. So, um, like I was saying, it was really cool watching you do it the first time, and I'm, yeah, I'm, thanks, I'm, man. I'm really, yeah. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that we get to hang out and do stuff. And we've done shows together. I uh, yeah. can't wait to do more with you, man. That was Definitely cool. So. After my second time doing, I did it one time. It was a Wednesday, Mike. The first person I talked to was Neil. And I was like, is this the open mic? And he was like, sure is. Take a seat. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then uh, the second time, first time I went up there, I, I was like, I think I had like 10 minutes of stuff in my head at least. I thought it was 10 minutes. I did it all in like two minutes. <laughs> I was like, ooh, oh, uh, well. I think I said, uh, I did the classic thing everybody does when they first go up and they're nervous. I was like, so I noticed you guys hold the mic like this. Oh, is it cool if I hold the mic like this? And I think... Uh, Trundy in the back said, yeah, go ahead, make fun of us. And I was just like, oh, God. And I just went through my shit. I got one okay laugh at making fun of Greensboro or something. And then just, you know, nothing after that. People were like, hey, come back. And then after the second time, I think Eric Brown approached me. He's like, yeah, man, I saw you the first time. And this is your second time. It was a few weeks later. He's like, there's a 
there's a there's something there. He said something like that, and I was like, oh man, that's awesome. It's like that's cool to see. Last time I saw you, and now it's like you know day and night kind of thing. So that's kind of cool. Eb's Eb's a really good person. Like to. Like, E.B. E.B. won't sugarcoat nothing. He'll tell you straight up. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I did a Joe Biden joke. I did something like that, and it was uh, him. I said, the like, the intern. He went to NCA&T, and I said, like, the intern there who was in charge of his shot caller was probably uh, on their A game. Cause he, like, and then, like, he starts to say, you know, kind of racist things. But, like, to people who don't know me would think, like, I was saying racist things are funny. But I was making fun of Joe Biden being an old man and doing that. Yeah, and he said afterwards, he's like, "Maybe you should give me that Joe Biden minute. It might be funnier with me." And I was like, "Probably." Yeah. So I, that one's on the that one's on the back burner right now. So. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, like he was one. Like there was uh, there was a couple jokes that I used to do that I just don't do anymore. And he finally yeah. came up to me one time. He was like, "Yo, man," he was like, "I'm gonna need you to put that on the shelf." Yeah, and I was like, "What's up?" And he was like, "Yo, if you show up and do that joke next week, like I'm gonna say shit. Like I respect you. I appreciate you." I'm probably slap you. And I was like, all right, cool. And this is before Will Smith, so like this was uh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. genuine. This wasn't a joke. Um, but it's it's so cool to be a people of the community. But uh, to to kind of shift gears a little bit, I, I'd like to. So you were you were in broadcasting, yeah, originally yeah. broadcast news. So how w- the leap from broadcast to comedy, but then like I I kind of because what I think was so cool was like you were there, you were doing stuff, and now. With lack of a better term, you're kind of one of the helmsmen of the Creative Businessman show, which yeah, I think is yeah. an amazing show. Producing, editing, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I love what you do. Thank I, I, you, man. That's I love, a lot. The, I love the edits. I do. I That's go my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just like the the hundred video promo. Like I was at work. I'm in the middle of putting a frame together, and all of a sudden, my best friend here, son of a bitch, and I throw a frame to the floor, and he was like, "How'd you fuck it up?" And I slid the video over, and he watched it, and he was like, "You can't watch that stuff while you're joining shit, bro. That's funny as shit." <laughs> I just wanted to get stuff that me and Eric were thinking of stuff that would be funny to have Neil say. <laughs> Because Neil's just, you know, a mild-mannered, very calm guy. Just make him say, if you doubted us, fuck you. So, yeah, that <laughs> stuff was... Neil would never say. <laughs> so I, the first couple times I saw Neil, like, um, I, I kind of, I thought he, I either thought he'd been, like, hurt in an accident or something. I didn't realize he'd lost a leg at first because mm-hmm. you can kind of tell the way somebody walks. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a military guy. Yeah. <laughs> And, I wanted to say thank you for your service. But then, you know, I found out he lost a leg, which I was like, oh, and then I heard the story. And it's just like, then like a couple of weeks later, I saw Neil post up on his Facebook because he was one of the, probably one of the first comics to add me, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really cool. Because yeah. I've always liked, like, I like Neil's jokes because they remind me of like, like the area that my mom's whole family's from. Okay, like, yeah. you know, anytime he talks about that, that's, that's like pseudo comforting to me. Mm-hmm. So like. It then like I remember him posting up. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be on CSI Miami this week," and I'm yeah, like, it's just like what? <laughs> so like I'm at my grandma's house, and the episode's starting to air, and I was like, "I do comedy with that guy yeah. right there," and they're like, "No, you don't." And I'm like, "The fuck, I don't." The terrorists? Like, 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 like yeah. Thing is, they never cared when he was like, you know, they never cared about us anyway. I'm talking like if, for a brief moment, I was like, "Oh, Neil's a villain. Oh, Neil's cool as fuck." Yeah, like, just immediately. So like. My 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 main thing is like I just want to know like I get the transition from broadcast news to comedy. Mm-hmm. How the creative businessman thing happened? So I think uh, I think with broadcast um, when I first moved here I was working at uh, Spectrum News uh, and I would do the evenings. So I would go in at like two and not get off till like eleven thirty. Um, 
not a great way to make friends. No, no. <laughs> so I did that for a while, and then I started uh, working from home during the pandemic. Um, and while I was working from home, I would play Breath of the Wild, uh, watch movies, and read. And then I was like... And then they announced, like, hey, we're probably going to let people go soon. I was like, I am first in line. Because I did not do shit today. <laughs> I just beat Breath of the Wild. I was like, oh, I, my big accomplishment for the day was beating Breath of the Wild. That's, that's so, a great accomplishment. Yeah, it's a fantastic got, game. Yeah, a lot, of, uh, uh, a lot of the producers got canned. And then it was like, no, <coughs> feelings, you know, whatever. They wanted to switch something up. I, love, I loved everything there. So, uh, anyway. And then I, uh, I was like, I don't really want to do news anymore. Um, so I, uh, got a job at, uh, a place around here called Ashtay, and then I worked, uh, doing social media and video. Uh, Ashtay is hair products, um, not really my, uh, super interest, but, uh, you know, it was video and social media and everything, and then it was like, uh, I started doing comedy at the Idiot Box, and then, uh, was talking to Eric one night, and they were, like, talking about starting a podcast, and I was like, oh, that'd be, that'd be cool, like, a cool thing to do. And then we started talking. I was like, I love editing. And he, I just remember his eyes like getting really big. And he was like, hey, looking, looking for an editor. And he told me later, he's like, dude, I was just looking for somebody. I want somebody to say, I love editing. And then I just said that. And then it was like, from there, it was just, well, this is perfect. You know, we, we like some of the same stuff. We're, we're, we get along. We have similar sensibilities. And I know how to do some of that stuff. So that's how it happened. And then. Went from Ashtay to Creative Businessman, so... Yeah, that that is probably the coolest, like, round peg into a round hole that I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Like, it was just like... I remember hearing it was like, yeah, hey, Seth's going over to Creative Businessman, and I was like, man, that's fucking dope. And then I was sitting here, and I was like, well, from what I've seen, I think I see how Seth Brains works. This is going to be fantastic. What's he doing? I think he's editing. He's going to edit everything for both shows, or just the one? Well, I think Trundy's show and, and Neil and Daniel's show. Oh, this is going to be fucking immensely amazing like have you uh, does, is anybody else not excited about that well yeah we're kind of excited too. Yeah. It's like y'all don't understand <laughs> just... yeah man that's uh i mean i noticed i started liking it whenever i mean i I loved editing and i never really started making videos until the pandemic because i moved from west virginia uh where i'm from and uh everybody started there was this hot dog war there was this thing it was called the hot dog wars so all these hot dog restaurants in town were beefing for lack of a better word, yeah. <laughs> they were beefing, uh, and um, well, those are kosher. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then we uh, everybody started making these memes and videos, and I was like, ah, we had just moved here, and I knew nobody, and I was like, I want to be a part of you know the funny stuff that's going on there. So I made a video of like all the hot dog people fighting, and it's like the scene from Breaking Bad where uh, they kill Gus, and it's like Gus is the hot one of the hot dog stands, and the other one, and it's like that, and then. It started getting shared and stuff like that. And I'd never done anything like that. And I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. And so I just started editing little things for my friends and whatever like that. And then it just kind of... Because I didn't go to school for that. I went there for broadcast news, like writing and working at a radio station and stuff like that. And then it just kind of kind of a, a lateral move, I guess. Kind of in the same realm. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I've I've done stuff for... So I, uh, I went to college for sound. And uh, my, my degree is in music production and business. Oh, no way. Um... So, I've done, you know, consult work on, like, which I, I won't, I'm not a name dropper, so, like, a couple local albums. Um, I've done some commercial stuff for guys who needed stuff. This is your podcast, man. Talk your shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> fucking, yeah, but there's there's just certain, 
I think a couple of those companies I signed NDAs with. Um, oh, Because, oh, okay, like, a right. couple of them I got, like, a nice fat check from for, like, mm, a one-time deal. Nice. Like, I'm, like, like two like two of those checks had, like, four zeros on it. And I was just like, well, yeah! Like, just, like, hey. what's wrong? I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... But, like, and, and I see that product or that, that finished end or that yeah. video roll across the screen, and I'm just like... You know, there's just, and it, it, some of them will say, like, in the bottom of the liner notes, you know, uncredited ride or uncredited anything, or it'll use, like, um, one of them actually used my gamer tag, which I thought was funny Oh, as that's fuck. funny, yeah. Because um, that was how they knew me, and I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, like, uh, so, it, like, I, I, I understand what, like, just going in through it. That's how I started, like, when I was young, because I was, like, making beats. Like, there's mm-hmm. somewhere on YouTube, there's a shitty hip-hop album that I was involved oh, with. Oh, no way, no way. Yeah, okay. I, have, I, have a, I have a song on SoundCloud somewhere. Yeah, so. yeah. So, somewhere on YouTube, there's some shitty stuff that I was involved Because I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And the, I had, like, four, like, DJ albums. Yeah. At one point. You know, that were poorly labeled and pressed in my fucking fantastic HP LaserJet studio. <laughs> um, I just, like, so, I, I get branching out. Um, yeah, uh, I, I love it today. Music was my first love, uh, you know, as much as I, uh, as I hate to admit. Um, probably the worst. Why do you de- hate to admit it? I mean. Well, because the worst decision of my life is I passed up on a, on a, on a, a, a chance to go to a very prestigious music school to oh, go wow. learn how to produce. Juilliard. <laughs> it it was not not Juilliard. I, oh, okay. I did actually get to go to that meeting. Uh, I was not accepted, but I did. No, go to no, that you're meeting. serious, right? Yeah, I, wow. did, I did get to go to that meeting. I just made a joke about something that I actually <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, so I went to I went to a meeting up there and I talked to them and like I had an opportunity because I played like, fuck man, I played like 15 different instruments in high school. Oh no way, man! But I wanted to march. Yeah. Uh, so I turned that down and I marched at T for a few years. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. What do you? I mean, what are what are some of the ones you play? I mean, uh, I mean so uh, I, I march sousaphone and mellophone. Um, I can play the trumpet. I can play the trombone. There's guitars all over the place. I can play guitars. Oh wow! Uh, ukuleles, pianos, violins, uh, saxophone, uh, two different clarinets. Technically, three different saxes. All of us I mean, at the same time, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like Terry Crews in that fucking old yeah. Spice commercial, bro. But uh, like. That's awesome, man. I had no I. It's. Didn't even know I mean, I don't. I don't do it that much anymore. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's like one of the like I'd have to. Like I'd have to, I'd have to fumble my way through a wind instrument now. But like yeah. I still remember what the thing because once you learn how to read, that's something I could never reading music. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not. It is. It, well, and I say that, but I mean, like it's if you learn to like one of the first things I picked up was piano. Like mm-hmm. that's and, the one I wish I would have played. It's dude, I I could teach you in six weeks. I shit you not. Could, could it be like whiplash where you just like? Harass me and yell at me. No, I mean it could be like if you just want, like just play it in my time. Yeah, in my time. Not quite my tempo. No. What's the tempo? Where does it come at? Where does it fucking? I don't have a chair to throw. Yeah. <laughs> Can't scream some of the things that yell. Yeah. No. No. God. No. Um, but it's, it's not That's like, awesome, man. well, like one of my favorite things to do was like, uh, people say they can't sing and I'm like, yeah, you can. And they're like, no, I can't. I'm like, yo, find me a keyboard, set me in front of a keyboard and I'll prove to you that you can mm-hmm. because tonality, like, unless you're just completely and totally tone deaf, yeah. tonality is something that we all carry. It's an innate trait that is part of your DNA. It's kind of like an evolutionary thing, right? Well, it's built in. Music is the universal language. Every major society from ever has had some fort, some fort form. I'm sure that of uh, some fort or form (laughs) of musical expression in some way. Like everybody, whether they be war drums or you know, 
um, you know, ocarinas or like gourds that people blew through or yeah. didgeridoos as the Aborigine in, you know, Australia. Like it just every culture everywhere it's the it's the one true universal yeah it's the only thing that really every human ca- shares in common yeah and without sharing it because it's like cultures that had no idea no, yeah no yeah. retrospect for mm-hmm. each other like if you look at you know the original native americans like music was a big part of their most of their rituals and celebrations yeah. from any part as as were most ancient cultures throughout the entire world and they had no contact with each other None whatsoever. Yeah. So that's no, the that's that's that. the universal bread and butter that yeah. holds everything together in my. In, it's in not my just opinion. a corny thing that people say. Yeah. It's actually a thing. Yeah, like that's <laughs> a thing. Like it's 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 tangible. It's provable. Yeah. Like you know, I've got certain types of music that I listen to, but yet there are still songs by the Beatles that make me tear the fuck up. Yeah. You know, like it's uh, it's music is one of the few things that can elicit every spectrum of emotion on every human, at almost any given time, unless you're just a fucking sociopath yeah psychopath <laughs> but I mean like even Ted Bundy had favorite songs it's true maybe if uh, maybe maybe if like he would have waited a few years maybe some music would have came out mm. that would have stopped maybe maybe it was a Death Grips guy well, I mean, maybe if he'd have waited <laughs> yeah it's possible I mean look at Manson Manson played with the Beatles that's true you know fucking like I thought it was the uh, was it not the Beach Boys the Beach Boys right? yeah Beach yeah. Boys not the Beatles sorry sorry that's the marijuana um <laughs> No. It was one of them or something. It was yeah. uh, the the one that drowned, I think. The, I forget. Yeah, but... It, he, like, recorded something. When he's got studio songs out there that he wrote for people. Yeah. Like, that nobody's saying that they were like, yeah, I'll play to Charles Manson. Uh-huh. Yeah, Who's yeah, yeah. claiming that? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, I'd do it for just the... Now. Yeah, now. Now, maybe. But... Well, I mean, Chucky's dead, so... He's not coming back. Yeah. That's what you think. I mean... <laughs> he might. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But I don't. He's on an island with Tupac and Biggie, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Biggie's dead. I'm pretty sure Biggie's really dead. I hold out hope for Tupac, but I unfortunately <laughs> think Biggie's dead because that was just the greatest thing to ever come out of Brooklyn. Period. And, Big Biggie guy. Yeah, dude, I love that. There's a whole album of mashups that's Biggie and Star Wars. Oh wow, <laughs> that sounds crazy. Do you think he would like that? Yeah. Oh really? Dude, it was fire. Like, I mean, I'm talking like people took like the Imperial March and put up with Big Papa. It was, mm. dude, the layovers and the way that they changed it and the guys that mastered the album. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. So there's a John Williams featuring Biggie Smalls. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's funny. And it is sick. It yeah. is fucking sick. Um, Hans Zimmer featuring Tupac. <laughs> I'd listen to it. I'd listen, yeah. I, I honestly was shocked that like, uh, I've, I'm shocked that Danny Elfman has never... Collaborated with people like that because he's so out there. Yeah, as a composer, he can do. So's Hans Zimmer. Anything, yeah, um, so's fucking Williams. For that point, John Williams is a fucking goat when it comes to being composers. Oh, yeah. Like, have you ever seen him live? No. So like years ago, I think it was like twenty twenty one. I want to say I was in Atlanta, and. Did you live in Atlanta for a little bit? No, no. I hung out in Atlanta for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I mean, I stayed down there, but yeah. like it was, you know, I was back and forth. I've been back and forth a lot. You know, I used to hang out in Cali. I used to hang out in New York. I've been, oh, cool. I've been a lot of places. Yeah. A lot of places. Um, which, you know, in the line of work that I used to be in when I was, you know, working. Sorry about that. That's what happens when you have shoddy equipment and people call you at the wrong times. Um, but yeah, there was... 
Actually, I prepped for you, sir. I took oh, notes. wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for everybody else that was on before Seth. It's not that I didn't care. It's just that... I'm such an enigma, you know. You need to, you need to come prepared. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> Seth just, like... You know, I think you're the first white guy I've had on. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm breaking... I'm... I'm, I'm breaking boundaries today, Yeah, I'm a today, trailblazer. <laughs> so we... I, actually... I'm proud of myself. I stayed on topic. I only read these notes once. Hell yeah. I'm trailblazing. <laughs> yeah, we did that one. We did that one. We did that one. We really did that one. That's what I said to you before I came on. You really need to... You need to get the white male voice out there. <laughs> you need to get that out. It, it, it's It's... It needs to be elevated well, it's more. Just, I don't. It was somebody said to me the other day, and it's like I didn't, I didn't, I, and I don't realize that I'm doing this because, like, I never like in my so when I was a kid, the people I hung out with, we were all kind of we weren't well off, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like the thing that we all had in common was we were poor, yeah, and like it wasn't until we left the hood and like moved out to where m- my grandparents were. And, like, started living with them, and I changed schools because I, I stayed at a city school, mm-hmm. and then they pulled me out and took me to a country school. So then you're like, oh, racist people exist. It was so, <laughs> it was literally, like, the first day, I was in the fourth grade, and I was on the playground, and somebody was like, yo, why are you playing with them? I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, what's wrong with them? And they're yeah. like, well, they're different than you. And I'm like, how are they different than me? And it was the first time somebody pointed it out to me. And, like, so I didn't really figure out what race was until I was almost 10. Yeah. That's kind of scary that someone that young said that to you. Because it's just... Yeah. They're just regurgitating stuff. I I still know the person, and he is the same way today. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, he is just... It's it's not that he's a a terrible person, but he's kind of a terrible person. Mm. Um, So, like, I... I imagine coming from West Virginia that 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 had to have been differently prevalent for you because oh like, yeah we had uh i think there were only three people three four handful of people that were not white in my graduating class yeah for sure <laughs> so like my graduating class at northeast was predominantly ethnic mm-hmm. uh there were i mean there were white kids there but like half of the white kids were mixed yeah. Um, then you had, like, kids like me that were mixed that were like, oh, we didn't really want you to call us white kids, but, you know, lack of melanin. <laughs> but, like, it was, I never saw, I can't remember seeing stuff like that in people until I was, like, 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. So it's, like, it's crazy now to think, like, how prevalent it is when, for me, it wasn't really a thing. And then, like, it didn't become a thing for me until later in life because it was just, like, I didn't. I don't know. Like, I've never saw the importance of it. Mm. You know? Well, a lot of people, I mean, uh, where I came from, it like, no one was overtly racist. It was, like, little things they said. It's just like, oh, we treat everybody the same here. It's like, okay, that's great. But then it's, like, little comments like that and everything. And you're just like, oh. And then when you get older, you kind of hear it. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. So you don't think about it until you, you uh, kind of go out uh, from where everybody you know is from and then it's just you see different walks of life and you're like oh okay (laughs) that's that's why i liked going and hanging out different places when Mm -hmm. i you know when i used to work uh clubs and bars and strip clubs and things like that that was a cool place about going places because like it it turns out no matter where you're at in the continental united states a good hang is a good hang yeah and good people are good people like you know if you want to go somewhere and you want to know what it's like picture what you think it would be like and that's pretty much what it is 
circa Tom Segura, but I was about to say that sounds like a Segura. Yeah, yeah like, that is. Him, but, and you're exactly. Yeah, right. It's it's he's it's it's not wrong because yeah. almost everywhere I went except Atlanta. Atlanta to mm. me is a magical place. Really? Yeah. Uh, for, so yeah, I got to saw um, I got to saw John down there at a symphony uh thing in Atlanta, and it was. John Williams. Yeah. Whoa. Boggling. Okay. Wow, mind that's boggling awesome, man. at the yeah. Atlanta Music Hall. Like it was like out, like uh, was there a pit? Was there a, a monster pit? <laughs> no, well, there was a pit, but there was no moshing in that yeah. pit. It was it was the coolest. The and the crowd that was there mm-hmm. was insane because it was wow. It were it, there were nerds and regular people. Yeah, it's probably like, it's wide. Yeah, because like when when Williams cool. does a show, it's not all. Star Wars music, or it's not all you know. So like he'll he'll take modern popular songs and arrange them, oh, and like cool. he he does he does some of the most beautiful arrangements you ever seen. And you haven't lived until you've seen Williams with a symphony and a vocal backing do O Fortuna, like just oh, wow, yeah. it's just O Fortuna. Yeah. It's fucking most epic song ever. Are there first people there that are uh, big Hook heads? Are there big fans of the movie Hook? There there <laughs> there are a few. There are a few. Uh, there was definitely somebody dressed up as Rufio that was there and ah, I didn't yeah. I didn't make the connection at first cuz like I, you don't think hook yeah. immediately it's not the first one Yeah right? no it's for me it's always you know the 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 force theme is the mm-hmm. if somebody brings up John Williams just <laughs> then it immediately goes right to my head um, I think a duel of uh, duel, duel of the fates, fates. Oh, Hell yeah Oh that one's just great Oh dude um we did that Star Wars show, and I think that's one of the best sets I've ever had. Oh, and really? And I'll never get to use it again. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean... I mean, I came out on stage as Tony the Hutt, because it's <laughs> it's on brand. I wanted to do... Uh, I didn't even... I, I'm not... I like Star Wars, but I didn't think I would have enough to be like... Well, it was like so that, like... I, it, the cool thing was, it was like... And that's why I like doing shows like that, because, uh, you know, it, it lets you flex a different part of your comedy muscle that you're not used to flexing. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, I invented a character, and I invented a line for my character, and then I wrote jokes for that character. Yeah. I wanted to do Ray Liotta. R.I.P. I wanted to do... Yeah. I just... Last time I cried, literally, was because... Uh, Ray Liotta and uh, Andy from Depeche Mode died on the same yeah, day. Yeah, same day. Same day. And yeah. it was... Right, like, I saw Goodfellas as a, as a young child. And it was it was just like, you Life know... Life-changing. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a good one, man. Like, I'm not even, like... Like, somebody... Like, literally, the, the people I saw with it was like, that's why you don't talk shit about your family. And I was like... They were like, you know, you can pick your family. Which, I mean, I, I hate to admit, because I, I love my mom and my grandma, mm-hmm. you know. There are some members of my family that I'm not But you would rat on them in a second. No. <laughs> well, maybe. But for, for the right price. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't rat. There's nothing to rat on my mom and my grandma. It was like, they grew tulips. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but there, there are some people in my family I'm totally rat Um If they had ratable offenses other yeah. than just being overtly Caucasian. Yeah. Um, I rewatched it last night, Goodfellas. Maisie had never, my fiance, she'd never seen it. So I uh, rewatched it. Molly, uh, my my other half, Molly hadn't seen it, and she in the in the time we've been together, she's probably seen it five or six times. Oh, it's so great! It's it's oddly a comfort movie for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel good. Um, you know, because some of the people like uh, I I get my part of my. Nothing puts me to put me at ease when I'm trying to wind down more than people reaping what they sow. Just, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, that you know, just Pesci, like everything oh, about Pesci in that movie, so great, so good. yeah. 
I love how he realized he was gonna get whacked as he walked into the room. Oh no! Yeah. Mm. The uh, I've... and then like you kind of feel bad. It's like when Robert De Niro's crying in the phone booth, you're kind of like, oh, that's his friend. And, like these are psychopaths. The other thing for me that got me was like, do you think all? Because he pushed that phone booth over. Do you think all phone booths were that easy to push over? I don't. I don't. Like you were mad enough. That one did not look like a great one. No, maybe not like one like. And maybe the financial district, but one outside of a diner in like New Jersey, maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all things outside of a diner in New Jersey, you can just push you just over. push over. <laughs> God, you're just, like I've been a lot of places, and let me tell you, I've been through Jersey several times, and um, don't spend a lot of time in Jersey. Yeah, I uh, I went there one time. I've been there twice actually. One time was we were going to New York. I was like in eighth grade, so I don't really remember anything. So. Uh, and then the other time was I went through Newark Airport, and it was right whenever Big Sopranos guy. So right when I was like, "We're in Newark right now," <laughs> and it's like in the airport, not the same thing, but close enough. Yeah, close enough. Just like with lifting, like, "Hey, I can see Tony's house from here." Yeah, I Sopran. I just finished Sopranos not Ooh, that long ago. My own, so good. Uh, love Sopranos. Um, Ray Liotta's in the Many Saints of Newark. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. That was one of his last. Uh, I, I did not like. My favorite thing about Many Saints of Newark was Coco. What I hated most about Many Saints of Newark was the fact that Coco wasn't in more scenes than he was in. Refresh my memory. Joe Diaz. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, Big Pussy Senior. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, there he is. Yeah, that's dude. That's my like. It's I. I have weird comedy idols. That is my. That is the best storyteller that has ever lived. It's pretty good. <laughs> like he's just. I. I just want to see him one time, just one time. And I don't want to. I don't want to give him my tape or anything. I yeah. just want to tell him. You know, I literally want to walk up to him and be like, Uncle Joey, you fucking. You know, you. You made me want to do what I want to do. I feel like once I get comfortable talking about all the crazy shit that I've done, that that'll probably be what I evolve into. Yeah. Is is that? I've seen people turn his, like little rants into sigma male things, and it's so odd to see. Like it's like, just a weird. You wouldn't think they'd use him. <laughs> you know, if there's just like there's, you wake up in the fucking morning and you do this. I mean, it is motivational, but it's just like sometimes yeah. you wouldn't think it would. You've never met an alpha who's been more alpha, but at the same time, it's because like he's just fucking. That's the man. Yeah. Like, yeah. First of all, like I, it's it's no secret I, I enjoy the reefers of all varieties, um, like I've taken massive doses of edibles, but like I watched Joey on the church one day take like a thousand milligrams and keep doing the podcast Jeez. for like three hours and not collapse. Yeah, just like <laughs> fucking sit there, just cruising, like sailing. Yeah, like he was in a wave pool, and like just fuck poor Lee Syatz over here just. <laughs> Teetering, <laughs> fucking drooling, like just, it's uh, like Jesus, fuck Lee. Tranquilizer. Yeah, it's, I couldn't take that much. I want to feed Jermaine like a hundred milligrams. Oh God. so bad. <laughs> I heard he finally got stoned like the other He'd week. He'd still try to dance. Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm not, yo man, no, Jermaine used to. you guys. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And gals, and the, just melts on stage. <laughs> <laughs> just there was oh god all time laugh there Jermaine has a good great laugh my, so my, my favorite laughs in the club are definitely Jermaine's uh, JD's of course and uh, I, I love a good Jenny chuckle like when it comes out of nowhere yeah like that little high pitched shrill chuckle good it's good so laughs, good yeah. um, I love AJ's laugh 
I like Bob's laugh too. Yeah. I like it when AJ laughs about Bob. <laughs> uh, those are guys that I've seen recently start coming more. Yeah, well, so they're they're cool. improvers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it, yeah, they're fantastic. AJ's AJ's a fucking genius. Yeah, like, he's a really like I really look up to him as an editor. Like, dude, the, he's, he can do really cool stuff. Yeah, his 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 stuff. his work is fantastic. And then on top of that, just like the way he writes a joke. Yeah, like it's just like, and I don't know his process per se. But, like, to see him, like, I've seen him jot down a thought, and then, like, a week later, watching what that thought became, I'm just like, holy fuck! Yeah. That was, like, two words when I saw uh, it. Like, like, you what pulled is all this? of that yeah. from it? Like, yeah, that's, uh, getting mileage out of something, for sure. Yeah, he is, that, that guy's fucking, that dude's a monster. Yeah. That dude's a monster. Just, like... Um, you know what? You know what makes me sad. I haven't seen Jack since we finished our stand-up class. He was there the other night. I saw him walk in, and I was like, "Okay, cool." He came in late. I was like, "Oh, Jack's here," and then he never went on. I don't know what happened. Maybe I saw him. I don't know. Maybe I saw another pubescent uh, comic just, there. <laughs> dude, Jack. I just I wanna I wanna get in touch with him so bad because like I like Jack can't stop. You don't like Jack will be. Incredible. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Like, will be. He's incredible. like, what, 15 right now? 16. 16, yeah. 16. Dude, if I would have went on stage and said stuff when I was 16, they would have carried me out on a, on a, on a rail. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Jack, Jack, like, I, th- I think Jack might not be like. I had very warped ideas of how the world worked when oh, I was 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, it's all the government, man. Yeah. And everything's coming. And you know what? We just got to, yeah. Fucking, it's like, it was just Adderall-fueled rage. No, mine would have been like, in the second coming and like stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, it was, had I, like like I said, I had the wool pulled off my eyes really young. I think uh, I, my buddy's dad like killed himself. Mm. And like nobody could give him a straight answer. Yeah. And you know, me being me, I was like, well, Catholic dogma says that he'll remain in purgatory forever mm-hmm. at, at best. Yeah. So, like, why not just say that? And they wouldn't. Mm. And that for so me. You grew up very Catholic, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Southern Baptist. I oh, just, okay, yeah. I enjoy, so I enjoyed recent, like, I researched a lot of different religions. Like, uh, I've got a copy of the Bhagavad Gita in this table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there's a copy of the Quran in my room. I've got the Torah in here somewhere. I've got. Uh, Heaven's Gate pamphlets and <laughs> I do have a Heaven's Gate pamphlet. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like their shoes. Those I've got cool. I've got books from um I've got books from uh the the the, the Satanist temple. Mm. Um it's cuz religion fascinates me because there's nothing on the planet that divides people more. Oh yeah. For sure. And my stance on it has constantly been like, you know, there's a thousand roads to get to Charlotte. Who's to say mine's better than yours if we all drive to Charlotte? Why? Yeah. Like, tell me about your journey, but hey, we're fucking here, man. Yeah. Like, let's just do it together, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody. Even if be it's a little, different. Yeah. It doesn't, like, I don't care if you. Congratulations, you don't eat pork. I'm sorry for you. Bacon's amazing. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm trying to cut out pork, too. Like, I was about to say. <laughs> well, well, pigs, pig, pig, it's just, they eat everything. Like, everything. Everything. Like, pigs. Pigs kind of do, too. Yeah, but pigs eat the stuff that goats don't eat. Mm like you want to dump a body throw it in throw it in some yeah, pigs do some uh, snatch yeah shit <laughs> fucking Play them through the pigs the, uh, what was it uh, Al Swearingen uh, what's the show Deadwood Deadwood yeah they did that in Deadwood a lot it was like feed them to the pigs 
And it was this Asian guy's pig farm. He'd be like, two white cocksucker! <laughs> and just throw him to the pigs. I've never seen that show. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Like, so, I love Westerns, so. so they, they Apparently, at that point in the Old West, they didn't say motherfucker a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think you can count on one hand how many times you hear the word fuck in the show. Yeah. They say cocksucker a lot. No, they say they say stuff like, shit fire! Yeah. Hail fire! That's like my favorite swears. I want to bring those. Hail fire! <laughs> Brimstone! One of my favorites is God damn them to hell. I love that one. Yeah, because that's... Is that really a swear? No, is it's it? more of a command. Yeah. A, <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think God, that's really a swear. God, you damn him to hell? Yeah. Out of curiosity, because I know, like, uh, my mother's been to a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother supports it, mm-hmm. uh, but I've told her that she... So, my grand is an old-school Southern Baptist lady. Uh... Who was born in forty? So she loves the greats like Pryor, Carlin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're her favorite. I think her favorite recording artist is the Bill Gaither Quartet. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. you know one of the one of the first comedians I ever heard growing up was part of the Bill Gaither band. His name is Mark Lowry, Christian comedian. I know who Mark. My, my parents would play him in the car, and they would laugh, and I was like. That's pretty cool that you can make people do that. Uh, let's do something like that. It's oddly enough, that's one of my first uh, times experiencing it. I was like, okay, I, this is cool. <laughs> it was, uh, my, I think my first, if you want to get technical, my earliest brush with comedy is my grandmother. She, uh, the, the show Hee Haw that would come on. Oh, they had, here's they, Roy. They had four guys in there that were the Hee Haw Gospel Quartet. Mm-hmm. Um, so she listened to those, but then she showed me the show. You know, so Roy Clark and Buck Owens. Yeah, I love Buck Owens. And that was, yeah. Roy Clark, phenomenal violin player. Yeah. Phenomenal musician in general. Mm-hmm. Um, early rock player. Nobody gives him the credit for it. Yeah. Roy Clark, fucking, he was some Dick Dale on guitar, boy. He was yeah, good. Yeah, I've seen a lot of clips. It's yeah. just like, I didn't, I didn't know. I thought he was just the guy who did the funny, you know, Hee Haw show. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, he can. I guess they did that before yeah. they were. Yeah, and that was, that was you know, early good clean comedy. And then my granddad yeah. showed me stuff like Cosby, which, you know, who would have thought that would have been a bad idea? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he, uh, he, he, he was the first person to show me Carlin. Mm, okay. And, uh, he said, don't tell your grandma. And uh, he showed me Carlin. And that was, I, I didn't, if you'd have asked me then, I think I was like 12. If you'd have asked me then if I thought that I'd be doing this one day with trying to make this a thing that I do. Yeah. I, I knew at that point I wanted to do something that entertained people. Yeah. But I didn't think I could be the guy that was making people laugh. Yeah, that was the thing when I first heard, like when I said I heard it as a kid, I was like, oh, I want to be able to do that. But I never thought, like, it didn't, years later, I was like, oh, I can just go to open mics. Like, yeah. I never thought of that, like, yeah, I all thought, through high school and everything. That's why I'm very envious of Jack doing that. I was so young. You yeah, know? yeah. Jack just, God, he could be such a fucking monster. And he's so good. He writes, like, and he took the class, and if if you haven't, you should. I need to take the class. I took the improv one. That one was fun. I need to take the second class, too, but I probably should do the one with Steve. I need to take a, I want to take the improv class just for the, because I, I feel like sometimes I get lost on stage, mm-hmm. and I kind of Walt Disney it a little bit until my brain catches back up. <laughs> what do you mean Walt Disney it? So, like, Walt, when, uh, when they, if you look at old interviews of Walt, like, mm-hmm. the camera would come on him, and Walt would just... And then he'd start talking. Oh wow, like kind of robot. Yeah, so you get a if you uh, if somebody's Walt Disney and they freeze on stage. Okay. Like we used to do that in theater club, and uh, when I, I was, was in high school, <laughs> he frozen as fuck. <laughs> but like we would do that in theater club on stage. If somebody forgot their lines and they froze up on stage, we'd call him a Walt Disney. You know. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's where I got that from. And like then I that. think they even referenced it on Bruce Almighty at one point because Bruce freezes up in front of the camera and they oh, say he's yeah, Walt Disney. Yeah. yeah, but to me that came from theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I knew at some point I'd be doing performance stuff. Yeah, I wanted um, to do something like that. Yeah, I just didn't know. 
but and, and, and even if like not even like as a career just like to do able, it being able to uh, uh, I don't want to sound corny but like honor the craft or do yeah. it right you know like not be like hacky or like you know do do good work yeah not not do what's the deal yeah, with yeah. on the airplane Which, I mean that was a thing at the time I mean that was a thing but like you know not hey, so man, much now hardest working comedian one of the hardest working comedians in history fucking and like every time somebody networks his show him and Larry David make another hundred million dollars yeah like that was the crazy thing to me. Um, Neil Brennan was on um, Rogan the other day, mm-hmm. and it's like he was saying he was like, "What well, people don't talk about." It. He was like, "You know," he was like, "They they talk about that one time that Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David got paid a hundred million dollars, but they don't talk about the fact that every time that show sold, they do that again and mm-hmm. again and again and again." Like so, it, just astronomical. But I bring that up to ask, like, uh, I I know my mom digs my stuff and my grandma's supportive. Yeah. How how does your family feel about? Uh, I just sent my dad the first a, a bit that i was proud of it's the one about uh when i went through tsa and i had a- someone's ashes in my suitcase yeah i love that dude thank you dude, that's what's like as, as <laughs> somebody actually happens so as like, somebody who smuggled coke through tsa <laughs> before i was said dude like you don't like i was sitting there thinking like oh so like and you told me the amount like i could tell by the bitch that you described i was like Oh, that's that's twenty five to thirty five right there, bare yeah. minimum. Like I'm sitting here, dude. I was and like the crazy thing is, I knew this was a story. Mm-hmm. I knew that it had already happened, and I can see you in front of me, so I know that you're fine. Yeah. But like you're telling it so well that I'm sitting here like, well, what the fuck happened? Yeah, we were. In a, I was in a prison show, it was Folsom Prison. Actually, I went there and did. No, I. Uh, um, it actually happened, and it was like I've seen enough movies to know. I was like, that's the exact size of like this stuff. Yeah. In movies. I don't know what this is, and it was it was human remains. That was not told to me. Yeah, I sent them that. I sent my parents that um, because I was like, uh, I didn't send them anything because I was like, uh, for a while, I didn't even tell them originally that I was doing it. Had they found out? Because I told one of my friends in West Virginia, I was like, hey man, I'm, you know, we talked about stand up before and we both liked. It. I was like, hey, I'm actually trying it out here and you know, seeing what happens. It's like, oh, that's awesome. And then uh, he was talking about it with his wife, and then uh, their uh, his mother-in-law went to school with my parents, and they went to a reunion. And they're like, oh, and then we saw, we know Seth's doing comedy. That's so cool. He's trying something out. And my parents were like, huh? Yeah, what? Yeah, they're like, well, we already didn't know that. I just neglected to tell them. And I think I told them before I wanted to try it, and Dad was like, oh, you're going to be like Jeff Foxworthy? I was like... Yeah, <laughs> which another hardworking comedian, and at the time he did a thing. But you know, I, I believe but. until recently he had sold the most comedy albums ever. Yeah, man, like, like we laugh, but like he yeah. was, he was doing something. Dude, you, know? uh, you might be a redneck. Yeah, if it pays your fucking bills yeah. for the rest of your life. But yeah, I didn't tell them or send them anything, and then uh, after a while, I was like. I don't want them to think I'm bad at it if I'm not sending anything. So I sent them one. I went to the Raleigh Improv and recorded a set. And I wanted one that had a loud crowd and you could hear the laughter. And I sent them that. And Dad was just like, hey, I like I like this. That's cool. Keep making people laugh. So I was like, cool. That's always good to hear from my parents, uh, you know. Yeah, my mom's come to one show. Yeah. Um, and it was the show that we did that uh, Juice hosted after we all got back from Virginia. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, that LA Monday. show, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was I'm, I'm that's been my favorite show that I've been a part of so far because yeah. it was, you know, me and E Brown got to close it out back to back, and it was just like hit after hit after hit. This was LA show, right? Well, LA show was the night before. Oh, okay, okay. Then okay. the show I, I heard that was, one was crazy. Dude, yeah. LA show was fu- look, man. It was just 
we we went up there and we expected one thing and then Ellie went up and 15 minutes he opened and like he had the crowd eating boom, out of the boom, palm boom, of his boom. fucking hand <laughs> and we all of us in the back of me said yo we're gonna have so much fun yeah and it was just like EB did like 22 minutes like and just like just wham wham yeah wham like I knew I had it built in my head that if I went out and I said I'd be anorexia and nobody laughed it was gonna be the shittiest show mm-hmm. And uh, and I didn't even open with that. I actually opened with, uh, um, so he had asked us what kind of theme music that we wanted, and I said, "Well, Blueberry Yum Yum" by Ludacris, because but I mean it's on brand. And uh, he goes, "Illegal up here, motherfucker!" You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." I got on the stage and I was just like, "Yeah." Uh, I believe the first thing I opened with it was like, "I took off work today. I called my boss and I said I gotta get high all day before I go up to Virginia." And the entire crowd, including this group of like three curmudgeonly old ladies up front, yeah. that like kind of were breathy for like most of the show, they were grumpy looking. Yeah. Like, Why the fuck are you here? But like on the same ground, yeah. I appreciate you being here. But they, they even they laughed at that one. Oh, and it was wow, like, yeah. it, dude, and it was one of the first times, like, like you could hear the doors rattle from the laughter in the room. No way, And wow. I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. And then we did it the next, like, that's that next show, the next night with Juice, EB and every, with Juice hosting. Like, they're sitting in crowds. I think I was there. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, that, that crowd was packed. Mm-hmm. You could not walk around the back of the box at yeah, all. Man. You had to weave through people. Then fucking you had, like, I had my mom there. She's sitting with my wife. Now, that was enough where I was just like, okay, well, my mom and wife are sitting at the table. That's fine. Yeah, but, like, family. the day before, her mother calls me and goes, can we still buy tickets? I'm like, we? And she was like, yes. And so my future mother-in-law and both of her sisters decided they were going to come oh, to wow. the show. And I was like, great. I got a lot of jokes about fucking my wife. And I'm going through my set, and I'm like, can't tell this joke, nope, can't tell nope, this joke, nope. can't tell this joke, can't tell this joke. And I almost did it at one point, and I had to switch it to another joke because I was like, at one point I was going to be like, you know, my mother-in-law's in the audience is going to be like, I'm fucking your daughter! Like, yeah. just... Dude, I did, a, I did a set on butt plugs in front of my uh, future parents in law I was there. Yeah, I thought that the woman next to you was your mom. <laughs> no, no, that was, uh, who was that? I don't remember. She was very nice. It might have been... Oh, 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 she was one of the people from, uh, she was one of the people from, uh, class. Okay, yeah. One of the stand-up classes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um... I'm glad she came. Yeah. Well, and that was... <laughs> it was a very intimate show, but it was fun. Dude, it was, yeah, just and butt plug stuff. Dude, that was just... It's like, we're going to talk... Dude, I kid you not. I like. I came home, and my wife looked at me, and she was like, what are you laughing about? And I went, butt plugs. She was, <laughs> she was like, what about him? And I'm like, I just... What not about him? I was like, next time you see Seth, you ask him, who's Seth? And I'm like, you got to start taking notes. <laughs> I've met her twice, I think. Yeah, she... Yeah. We, but we, also, it's at the comic. She probably meets nine hundred people there when she goes. Oh. Yeah, well, and there, you know, also like. And when you say the tall, you know, white guy with the hair, and it's just that that doesn't yeah. narrow it down. Yeah, the Caucasian gentleman with the hair. Yeah, <laughs> and the glasses. Uh, <laughs> still nothing. Yeah, so it's uh, I yeah, it's it's cool to see that like it was like my I feel like my granddad would have been really supportive. Uh, my granddad used to come to like metal shows. When we oh, do metal wow, shows, yeah. and he did not listen to metal. But he would show up, and he didn't drink beer, but he would buy two or three beers from the bar because he knew we'd get part of the bar. Yeah. And he'd, like, walk into the bathroom with him and, like, pour him out. <laughs> and and then, like, he would tip. And every time he was there, I could tell he was there because there was a crispy $100 bill in that tip bucket. Oh, wow. And yeah, I knew it was cool. him throwing him to, you know, throwing it to us. Yeah. So, like, him coming out of metal shows and seeing that was, like, I that's hate the cool. I hate the fact that he didn't get to see me do what I do, but I like to think. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big afterlife person myself, but I'd like to think if there is one. That he's out there somewhere being like, sure, man. that's yeah. fucking cool. Like, yeah. 
like uh, I once told somebody one time they were like a if uh, if there is a if there is a hell you know and you end up going there how would you feel about it and this was somebody who was obviously trying to be you know towards the salvation of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I said if I wake up one day and I'm in hell I'm fine that means I won and they're like what do you mean I was like because that means my granddad by default made it somewhere better and I can spend eternity mm-hmm. you know in yeah. pain if that because that man deserved that because all he did for me yeah. and that was that was a hard thing for them to wrap their head around and they still don't get it yeah. um, I told that same thing to my grandma too and she doesn't understand that either and it's I don't know it's probably the one selfless thing I'll ever do <laughs> um, hey, and then you rat on your family you, you, then you rat on yeah. the family <laughs> fucking Judah yeah. or whatever <laughs> no that's cool man uh, my dad uh my parents were always uh, really supportive of stuff, dude. My dad would go to my brother's uh, ska band concerts, and my dad's—you know—I said I like, you know, I said I like <laughs> you know, I said I liked Buck Owens. That's who I grew up listening to: Buck Owens, George Strait, Hank Williams. Uh, not my dad's thing, but he would go to ska band concerts that my brother was in, and go to the shows and everything like that. Nothing. I think he had to go to a few because they weren't they did some shows at bars and he wasn't old enough my brother wasn't old enough to drink. So I've had facial hair since I was in like the eighth grade so I never got asked that question. I was usually oh, yeah. the bands. <laughs> no we're the, we're the me and my brothers were very baby face. <laughs> oh that's so like, pretty baby. Dude that's all I don't shave. Because you shave, look like a baby? I shave right now I look like a mutant fucking five year old. <laughs> if I don't <laughs> shave I look like Shaggy so <laughs> especially in this green shirt. I can't wear I was like I gotta sh- if I want to wear a green shirt I have to shave. Or buy a great dame. That's true. No, that, that, that just lean into the Shaggy yeah, thing. Just, dude, because Shaggy's power level is well above 9,000. That's 9, true. 000, he does go so, ultra instinct, yeah. right? Yeah. I love that that meme turned into a real thing. Have you yeah. seen that uh, yes. Warner Brothers multiverse thing? Yes. It's... Yeah. Th- mm. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> I, was, I was stone cold sober when I watched that. And I was just like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's over here like steady doing bong rips. Like, I don't get it. I'm like, shh, shh, shh you're messing up the movie. You're me- Bugs is here. here. Shaggy just punched Bugs. You know what this means. This means war. <laughs> he don't know me very well, do he? Of course you realize. This means war. Um, goated, goated cartoon character. I'm a big Daffy guy. Love Bugs, but I think that I love Daffy. Love early Daffy whenever he's more wacky and zany. I, I, I like, yeah, I like crazy out there Daffy. I like Duck Dodgers ooh, Daffy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That Daffy? Good stuff. Yeah. Like Daffy messing messing with Porky Daffy. Yes. Yeah. Always ruining Porky's day. Yeah. Or when he's dodging the draft guy. Like there's an episode where Ducky's Ducky. Daffy is trying to dodge the draft guy for World War Two or something. <laughs> oh, it, Daffy Duck cartoons were always so abstract. He was like wacky. Then like when it because like it was something else before it was Bugs Bunny. It was like Harry Hair. Or something yeah, something like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was he had like a different voice and everything. And then like. I love those ones. It's so weird. Yeah. It's like a fever dream. It's crazy. Because, like, he laughs at me. He's like, he laughs like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He sounds more like Elmer Fudd than he does Bugs, Bugs. Bunny. Yeah. yeah. But, like, oh, I remember Fat Elmer Fudd. Like, yeah. Gold Prospector Elmer mm-hmm. Fudd. Like, that ought to hold him. Wabbit, hey. yeah. I came here for gold and I'm going to get it. Not that. Not that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah, I can quote Looney Tunes. That's bad. I should probably smoke less possible. Oh, dude, my favorite, uh, my one of my favorite cartoon bits ever that seems like it was written today was Daffy was boxing Elmer. And it's like the guy, all these ducks are introducing Daffy in one corner. And he goes, and in this corner, a duck who needs no introduction. The, and he like goes on this huge spiel and he's like talking and then it's like playing rockabye music. Like Daffy's falling asleep in a lawn, like a, a recliner in the ring. And he's like, a man who needs no introduction. And he's like climbing on Daffy's lap and like kissing his head and like laying in his lap. 
Uh, Daffy, good to his mother, duck. And it's like, what? <laughs> that seems like something that would be on Adult Swim now. Like, just nonsense. Uh, Do you ever watch Craig Ferguson when he's no. on the Late Late Show? So he had uh, Jeff, this robot that was created by the guy who was on uh, Mythbusters of the Past. And, um, oh, uh, uh, Andy, uh, I know you're talking about. He, yeah. he worked on uh, Phantom Menace, too. Yeah. Um, so he, he would have all these interactions with Jeff. And there was one time where they were like, uh, you know, this one comes from Germany. And uh, Craig Ferguson's got a great German accent. Yeah. And uh, it's like Christmas. And like Jeff's got this thing where he's like ringing this bell with his voice. And he just opens his mouth and you're like, Bee! funny enough as it is. And they go, you know, I personally enjoy watching old Betty Boop cartoons with some left-handed cigarettes. <laughs> what kind of cartoons do you enjoy, Craig? And it was just, it, it just, uh, they go over to Jeff and he's like, I just, I'm not sure. And like, I don't know which, I don't get high. And then they go over to Craig Ferguson and he's like, I enjoy the simple pleasures of Daffy Duke. And like, Duke. <laughs> just like, I don't know, that one bit. Like, I was living in a trailer park with some buddies of mine, like, all in a trailer. And, like, yeah. me and my one buddy would religiously watch The Late Late Show because that's when we were off work. Yeah. And, like, I heard him in his room just cackle. And, like, it was – I'm trying to stifle my laughter because there's, like, eight of us in a single one trailer yeah. trying to sleep. And, like, I hear him in his room cackle and he pokes his head out the door. He's like, dude. And I was, like, what? He was like, he was like, did you see that? And I'm like, yeah. I'm watching it in the living room. We're watching yeah. the same thing. And it, for, like, for, like, a year and a half, he just walked by and we'd be like, mm, Daffy Daffy Duke. That's good. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Just little ones that writers probably just did as a throwaway thing, but you remember that for like the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, I always remember the two cats that used to be like a uh, freaking Abbott and Costello that would be like with Tweety when Tweety was like naked before he was like a yellow yeah, bird. Yeah, yeah. would be like, you know, ba-ba, ba-ba. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he'd always be like, snap out of it. What are you doing? I'm a bad pussy cat. Yeah. <laughs> like that sticks in my head. Uh, just like the two little dogs. What are we doing today, Spike? Shut up. Um, of course, Which my... Which way did he go, boss? <laughs> and I will call him George, and I will love him and stroke yeah. <laughs> him, and he will be my own George. Fucking... Um, of course, my favorite, uh, my favorite cartoon bit forever is, uh, Tom and Jerry. Uh, Tom, uh, walks up to Spike. It's a, it's a cartoon about leash laws. And he walks up to Spike, <laughs> and he, exactly he sees he, that he has the leash on him, he picks him up and goes... And then he measures it out, walks out, puts a line in the grass, leans over, swats him with a newspaper. Spike comes running, barking, hits him with a pie, hits him with symbols. Then he like pulls out a piece of wood, smacks him with the wood, has him carve it with his teeth into like a, a bat, <laughs> and then just fucking hits him with his jowls like flapping and falls out on the ground. Yeah, that will forever. That's, that, a good one. that's the one that sticks out in my head. That and the chicken hawk uh, from Foghorn Leg. Yes. For some odd reason, those two are just. And then 90s cartoons. Like, uh, I remember a lot of, like, beelines from Dexter's Lab for no reason. Um, a lot of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Just like, you know, the things I do for love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Mandark was, like, my favorite ha, villain. Ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> the one, one that sticks in my memory was the one where they made Mount Rushmore come alive and they're, like, fighting. Yes! I don't know why I love that so much. The, the dodgeball one where Dexter shows up in the suit at the end. Yeah, yeah, And, like, yeah. it's like a mech suit and he's like, Dodgeball! <laughs> like, that, uh... Fucking that's that all came from a show called What a Cartoon that happened. Um, so What a Cartoon was like a showcase of young animators because Cartoon I think Network. Seth MacFarlane was one. Yeah, of those, uh, yeah, it was the life of Larry, and mm-hmm. that's the first reader, first iteration of Peter and Brian. Yeah, um, Quagmire is actually on the show as on the cartoon as Quagmire mm. and as a pilot, like <laughs> using the voice and everything. He's doing like a Bob Hope impression thing. Yeah. Oh, it's dude. Like he put he puts a fucking like a a two million. 
watt bulb and like a lamp and he turns on and throws a beam through the store and he's like, that guy, Luke, this is your, this is your neighbor. You never returned my weed whacker. And then fucking like <laughs> cuts the store in half. Oh God. Oh, that's good. Good shit. I love the, my favorite Tom and Jerry bit is wherever uh, they're watching home videos and it's, uh, it's kind of like a, a, a recap episode and they're showing all the stuff that Tom did to Spike. There's one of that friends like, eh, you really showed him that, Tom, eh? And I think they're showing that clip that you're talking about. And then uh, he's laughing about it. He's like, ha, ha, Spike really hated that. He was like, and then he turns around and Spike is, of course, standing right beside him. He's going, bow, wow, bow, wow, wow, bow, wow. And he keeps looking over. He goes, bow, 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 wow, bow. And he's still staring at him. And then it cuts to the uh, exterior of the, like, the house and it's the front door. And you still hear him just going, bow, well, well, and just comes bursting <laughs> through the door. That seems like it was written today. Something yeah. like that. Well, that that and uh, the the other one that sticks out for me for Tom and Jerry is that uh, is you is or is you yes. ain't my baby. It's just something about is like you is or is you ain't my baby. That's I've, a great one. I've never wanted to be a jazz musician so bad in my life. <laughs> like, just, like, Learn to play that. You know how to play the upright bass. I yeah. Oh, dude. And I I do know how to play that. Dude. Actually. Yes. Like, Please so, just do it at a mic. Pet bit. It's, I've thought about like bringing instruments, but it's like get Steven up there with you. He doesn't. He does. Uh, you guys can do a little concert. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've, i about Steven. I haven't seen him in a while. Where is he? He's in the I, club. I've, he's, he's, he's fine. He's fine. okay. Good. He's just, he's just doing. That. I'll, I'll tell you when we get off. Oh, okay. The things, I've, things I've heard because there's, it's, oh. it's all good things. Okay, good. It's all I, good I things. Just, I did it's not just, see him. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him, and I asked some people, and so, like, okay. I, I know what people have told me, so I don't want to say anything that's hearsay. Okay, yeah, yeah. and this will be, this won't go in the final thing, I guess. Oh, uh, I mean, it might, maybe. Okay, <laughs> Just, it, it, Steven, if you're listening to this, I was worried about you, I haven't seen you in a while. No, it, it depends on, <laughs> it depends on, you know, how, how the how the audience votes, whether Steven shall live or die. No, um... <laughs> No, I I just I hadn't seen him in a while, and I asked about him, yeah. and uh, I got I got two very similar stories. Mm. But since they have different information, I won't you know say their stories here. Mm. But okay. nothing nothing bad or nothing like that. Okay, good. I just you know it's just that he's he's focusing on a lot of different things right now. Okay, yeah, so I, was, I went like on his podcast focused. one time. It was really fun. Yeah, I've done uh, I've done his uh, I I was I think I was one of the earlier ones to do his, and then uh, okay. I've I've done his twice. Um, I like Stevens. Um, uh, he was one of one of the first times we ever did comedy outside. Yeah, he was one of the first bits I ever saw, and it made me laugh so hard uh, because like he walked on stage with a full guitar. Yeah, and like he kept going to sing a song, but like he would like strum a chord and then he would be like you know, and then like go off into something. He'd be like, all right, sing a song, and then like he'd just keep getting you know off taking for it. And to I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I thought that was utterly brilliant, and I told him I was like, "Yo, that was hilarious." I love the bit he did where he was uh, he got him, JT, and Momo, I think. Oh, they were all and kept, they kept introducing, introducing each, other? each other. I was like, "That's a really solid bit. That's good." Did you see where him and Trundy gave out all the balloons? Were you there for that? No, I don't think so. Oh, dude! Uh, so it was like Trundy's birthday, and like Stephen put like a whale hat on his head. And then, like, handed a balloon there. He's like, no, y'all think you're funny? Y'all think you're fucking <laughs> yeah. funny? I got funny for And then he walked to the green room in the box and then came back up with, like, 30 balloons and started <laughs> handing them out to people. Dude, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. It was fucking, oh. I think Trendy's voicemail is still a bit he did for Steve. Steven did a thing where he, he kept, uh, he did a set where he was going to keep bugging people, calling them. And then he called Eric 
and then that voicemail came up. He was like, hey, Steven, it's this is you. And it's like, that's still his voicemail. That's amazing <laughs> is what that is. It's just, I'd love giving that to a booker like, hey, you're going to get my voicemail. Just just press one. Yeah. <laughs> just press one. Um, yeah. Fuck. So you're UCC tonight? Mm-hmm. Whew. Yeah. Why the whoof? Just, whoof. Like, man, I love UCC. Tense? No, it's I love it, dude. It's some yeah. of the some of the best crowds you'll get in front of. Oh, really? Are okay. UCC? Because funny people will bring funny people. Yeah, well, and it's not just that, man. It's like so. Like the first year I was there, I got I got axed first go round. Mm-hmm. And still kept going. My goal shows. right now is to just make have fun, make the people that I kind of look up to laugh. The, and the look like should, I can hold my own because <laughs> the goal should always be have fun, man. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're ever not having fun, that's why. Like sometimes you'll see me like, you know, disappear for like a week, a week and a half. It's because like it'll it'll start to feel too much like work. Yeah. And like if I let it start stressing me out, then I'll lose care for it because like mm. I so I, I count my comedy birthday as three years ago. Like really, it was like four years when I started. Yeah. But like I only went up like twice, and then like I just got scared. Yeah. And didn't go back for a while. So the, was it because you had a bomb, or was it because oh I did so well? Now no, 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 no. It was bad. Oh, <laughs> the first couple. So I, I have a video. I'll show you the video um, after we get done here. Because um, well, you know what? Why not? Live, it's, live reaction. Yeah, what's dude? It's so bad. It's so. It's I, not on YouTube, is it? It is very much. What? <laughs> is it unlisted? I think it well. It might not be. It might be on our Facebook. So like the old channel for the old show that I was a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be on there. If it's not on there, I hope it's not. These are all the old guys mm-hmm. that were on the show. Because originally the format was just. I mean, like, you know, there was a lot of crazy stuff on there. But then it was just, you know, just us. It yeah. was just us doing us. Uh, but yeah, uh, UCC. Uh, mm-hmm. Trendy told me the other day. He was like, "Well, have fun." Comedy comedy competitions aren't real. If they were, they'd be ten years long. Um, it's just fun things, fun way to get people together, and uh, you know, I'm just excited to get stage time. So <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, it's not on here, but it's probably a good thing it's not on here too. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll show you when we get done with this. Yeah. It was bad. It was so I so my shtick, and it was I, w- I was thinner when I was, but it was because I was fresh out of yeah. rehab. Um, and I, uh, I had a long blonde ponytail at the time and, uh, because Christopher Titus was my favorite comedian, my shtick, uh, was I was going to be a mechanic comedian and do mechanic jokes. Y'all and, ever uh, work on a carburetor? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm so serious. And uh, I walked on stage and I wore like, I made sure I always wore khaki pants or like what Dickies. looked like work pants and an old auto shop shirt that had my name on a patch on the shirt. So yeah. it just said, Tony. On one side of my shirt. That's a very... You, it's like you were born to be a mechanic. That's a very mechanic name. Don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about the same forwards and backwards, you know. What do you mean? It's not. Oh, I was... <laughs> I was like, huh? No, it ain't. Yeah, Tony backwards is why not. So. Ah, okay. Um, so that's... That's been my general course of life. It's like, are you going to do this? Yeah, why not? Why not? It's in the name. Yeah. Um, well, um... So good luck tonight, at UCC. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm gonna do my best to make it out to uh, most of them. Yeah. Um. I think there's one right after this one too. Uh, I think there's a seven and a nine thirty one. Yeah, uh, there. So. I think we're doubling up on a lot of them. 
for this week. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to make it out as many as I can. Yeah, man. So before we get out of here, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, other than, uh, of course, you know, I want you to talk about the amazing show that you're a part yeah, of. Yeah, man. Uh, check out Never Been Happier with Eric Trundy. Uh, very funny guy. Great comedian. Uh, I learn a lot from him all the time. Uh, super funny. That's on the Creative Businessman Studios. Uh, if you're looking to be business savvy and uh, just know about business and have a fun time, there's funny guys on there. Neil Hoover, Daniel J. Story, and me and Eric are on there too. Uh, that's the Creative Businessmen. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube. Uh, right now, Never Been Happier is just on YouTube. We also have another show coming out soon uh, t- with Tom Simmons, very funny guy, very funny comedian. Yeah, I've heard about that. Tom's writing for Miss Pat, man. Yeah, Tom's he's writing for Miss Pat show. Yeah, yeah, man. And he won't, but he won't like plug that. That's the craziest thing. Dude, I, dude, I, I, everybody I know, like, I'd be, I'd be at the drive-through for McDonald's and be like, hey, "What are you yeah, doing? I'm writing for Miss Pat." Pat show, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, best believe. Yeah, he's uh, we're another show's gonna be called uh, "Dumbest Guy in the Room." Uh, plan is just get really smart people in there and uh, make Tom look dumb. Sometimes I'm the dumbest guy in the room, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, I would also like to throw away my fingernail I picked. I, <laughs> the, I have ashtray, sir. Oh, okay. A little piece of me for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll cook up the witch's brew later. Um, oh, no. It's <laughs> if I'm on stage and just start, like, shitting my pants. No, no. You're going you're gonna to turn into a newt. <laughs> it's okay. You'll get newt better. Newt Gingrich. Yeah! <laughs> Um, so, I'd like to start doing something on this episode that I haven't done before. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, I enjoy interviewing um, because right, I like yeah. talking to people. Um, and everybody gives Joe Rogan the credit for being the father of the podcast, um, which he's not. Uh, it's uh, – I can't think of the other dude's name right now uh, to save my life. But Rogan is definitely the most uh, noted in it on it. However, yeah. before podcast and before Joe Rogan, there was a man named Jim Lipton. And uh, he did Inside the Actor's Studio. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And uh, he, uh, to me, that's the original podcast. That's yeah. the original interview. And it was just conversations with people. And at the end, he used to do this thing called the uh, Pivo Questionnaire. Okay. Um, oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, I would like to take this opportunity to be like, it's not trademarked or anything. It's a questionnaire that's done by a college. And Jim used to do it. And uh, rest in peace, Jim Lipton. He died a couple years back. Yeah. So uh, I will start a new tradition. I will ask the, uh, the Pivo Questionnaire <laughs> that continues it. So just a few questions for you and then we'll get out of here All this right. is the pivo questionnaire first asked on stage seth Payne. Mm-hmm. what is your favorite word my favorite word Ooh, uh i'm a big fan of rigmarole right now been using that one a lot heard what uh is- just a just a good uh, umbrella term for shenanigans tomfoolery good rigmarole it's a good, good one yeah what is your least favorite word least favorite word Mm, that's a hard one. Uh, I don't want to be corny and be like, cannot, because you know. Uh, defunct? I don't like that one. It just sounds weird. What turns you on, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Mm, like when I'm in someone, like a partner? or Just something that uh, excites your interest. I love listening to people talk about things they love. Even if I have no idea what they're talking about, I, I, uh, it makes me interested in what they're learning about or fascinated in. Like Maisie loves, my fiance loves old houses. I don't know anything about it. I don't have super interest in it, but. I hear they have buttresses and sometimes they fly. Yes. So, <laughs> so stuff like that. It's just, oh, that's really cool. Tell me more. And it's not like, you know, like 
just because she's my partner, it's uh, actually super interesting. Just stuff like that. Hell yeah. What turns you off? People who... People who are incapable of uh, putting themselves in other people's shoes, maybe. Uh, like, people who aren't very empathetic, uh, uh, is that a word? Empathetic's a word, yeah. Yeah. People who are incapable of that, I guess. Uh, like, people come from different backgrounds. I mean, of course, some people, if they're an asshole, they're an asshole, you know. But, I mean, you know, some people who are just incapable of uh, understanding. And they'd rather have an argument than uh, actual conversation about stuff. Like, I think that's a lot of stuff. Like, a lot of people who are terminally online, like, we can't just sit down with people who are different than us, um, you know, and just, even if, like, I don't agree with anything you say, I think uh, people who just want to argue for arguing's sake, you know. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, my favorite uh, part of the question of the latter half. What is your favorite curse word? Favorite curse word? Mmm... I did say shitfire earlier. Shitfire is a good one. I think that that's probably my favorite. I don't say it enough. It has to be very specific. It has to be like a car makes a big jump or something. Shitfire! <laughs> <laughs> Hell bells is a good one too. Well, Hell bells! <laughs> what sound do you love? Mm. What sound do I love? I love a good pop of a cork. Like a cork, like uh, there was a there's a little toothpick uh, vial, for lack of a better word, at the studio, and it's just it's empty. I just like to give it there the I love a good pop of a cork. You don't hear that enough now. What sound do you hate? What sound do I hate? <coughs> I hate the sound of my cats jumping at the doorknob in the morning because mm-hmm. they did it. He did it once, and it worked once. The door opened when he jumped and opened it one time. And now he does it all the time. Never works. Doesn't work anymore. I hate that noise. What profession other than yours would you like to try? Mm, if I didn't do video and, and stuff like that, I want to say something like at a zoo. Not a zoo, but like something with animals. But not like handling them. Maybe researching. You know, like I have, I love gorillas. But I have a big respect for them. Where I'm not like I'm gonna go out and hang out with them. Like I'm, I want to something. Uh, I love orangutans, gorillas. I don't know why. This is kind of recent, but do something with animals. Maybe protect them. Something like that. Something with zoology, maybe. Hell yeah. yeah. Maybe a nonprofit. I don't know. Something like that. What profession would you never like to touch? Never like to touch. Doctors up there. Um, I don't have the brain for that. I couldn't do the hours. I couldn't deal with... I'm not a confrontational person. Uh, so cop is up there as well. Uh, I couldn't deal with... I couldn't do that at all. I couldn't tell people bad news. Uh, if you're like, hey, if you needed somebody just to deliver babies, I'm your man. But then, you know, that could go south too. I guess. Doctor, for sure. Hmm. I couldn't do any of that shit, man. And finally, if God is real, mm-hmm. what would you like to hear him say to you when you walk through the pearly gates? Hmm. Told you everything was going to be alright. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that's Seth Payne, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening to the Sidewalk Crew this go-round. Um, Ultimate Comic Contest starts up this weekend at the Idiot Box. You can buy your tickets online. Tickets online are going to be way cheaper than tickets at the door. I recommend you buy them online. You get to go and vote for comedians. Put them through for the next round. We're going to be doing this for the next couple months. Also, open mic church, as I like to call it, every Thursday. If you think uh, you would like to give it a try, you'd like to see some up-and-coming local comics, come check out the Idiot Box on Thursdays. Um, We're also going to play an ad uh, for our sponsors after this. And uh, thank y'all so much for listening. Seth, thank you for coming yeah, on, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Best Super of luck. Cool. Oh, yeah. Best of luck again tonight. And uh, appreciate y'all. Yep. Wow. What a great podcast we had. Thank you, Seth, so much for coming on. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening to this episode of The Sidewalk Crew. Um, as always, uh, I greatly appreciate it as we continue on this journey of growing and expanding and uh, just being a, a really cool time. Uh, with really cool people. Um, so if you'll staying around, we're going to have an ad from our sponsor, and uh, that'll be the end for it. So if you listen to the ad, you'll be doing me a great favor. Thank you all so much for listening to The Sidewalk Crew. This episode of The Sidewalk Crew has been brought to you by Lucky 13 Tattoo Aftercare. Hey, guys. Uh, Tony here. And uh, it's no secret, I've got a couple tattoos. And uh, I like to make sure those tattoos stay looking good. And one of the coolest ways that I find to keep my tattoos looking good is Lucky 13. Um found out about Lucky 13 a while ago, and uh, I just, I think it's a great product, you know, they've got a tattoo balm, they've got it in a tube, they've got it in a tin, and they've got a cleanser and healing ointment, um, cleanser's the best on a fresh tattoos, and the balm you can use from a brand new tattoo to a tattoo that you've had for years, look, a lot of my tattoos I've had since I was 18 years old, that's 12, 13 years ago now, and uh, with Lucky 13, those tattoos look just as pristine as the day that they got put on. And, uh, you know, all natural ingredients with Lucky 13. Uh, things like aloe vera, avocado oil, beeswax, coconut extract. Like, just stuff that's good for your skin. And anything that's good to put on your skin and goes in your skin can also help nourish it better. Uh, Lucky 13 even has a fact test about how it works, how to use it, and what product would be best for you. Uh, they've been talked about on NBC, USA Today, CBS, and Fox. It's just a fantastic product with thousands of great reviews and the fact that they donate to the Impact Melanoma Organization to help educate people of the importance of skin cancer prevention and early detection awareness. It's an all-around great company. When I feel like taking care of my tattoos, I definitely make sure that I hit up Lucky13 at protectyourink.com. Protectyourink.com. And if you use the code that comic Tony. That's T-H-A-T-C-O-M-I-C-T-O-N-Y. You can get 25% off your order. That's right. Listeners of this show that use the code ThatComicTony at checkout can get 25% off their order. I think that's pretty badass of Lucky 13. So let's support a company that does a lot to help prevent skin cancer around the world and that keeps our tattoos looking great. Lucky 13 Tattoo at ProtectYourInc.com.